I am so happy. <laughs> I mean, it's like they finally listen to players in formats other than, well, formats that, you know, cost money to play. Sure. You know, the ones that aren't for poor people. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is uh, Upcountry DGens. Uh, I'm uh, the Spooner Man, Rich Sponholtz of the Hacks. And uh, with me is uh, Jamie Estep, uh, the Hack Father. Uh, and we're here to talk about some uh, some eternal magic. Well, yeah, but we're not going to talk about legacy and just legacy like every other eternal podcast out there. Yeah, we actually play other formats. Hmm. You 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 mean there's other eternal formats? I mean, poor people play legacy, right? So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I respect no, uh, anybody in the there's... eternal community who's putting out content. You guys are fantastic. Yeah, you guys. Um, we out. wouldn't be doing this if we didn't feel like that we had a bit of a a niche spot that maybe some other people aren't exploring. Also, we're really, really lazy, so don't expect a weekly schedule or anything. We're just going to do this whenever the hell we want. Oh, God, no. I don't have enough beer money to do this weekly. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would go broke. <laughs> so, Rich, oh, let's talk yeah. about this B&R announcement. Yeah. And we had a statement yesterday coming out by Ian Duke. The Lord where- and Savior from R&D. Yes, yes. So we had we had changes in all formats except for Legacy because they don't care about Legacy or the color pie in Legacy. But that's a different story. But that's okay. So, We're still going to make a, uh, a parade in Ian Duke's honor. Uh, you yes. can uh, donate to my GoFundMe uh, for it. Is that GoFundMe.com slash fuck you? <laughs> Wait, that goes to Sean O'Brien. Never mind. <laughs> I, th- I think that's actually Patreon. I don't know. Oh, Patreon. Yeah, never mind. Okay, we'll start the GoFundMe slash fuck you just for Sean. Oh my god. Our our poor uh our poor kid that's gonna be editing this. Uh, oh the pr- the prospect? The prospect, yes. Uh yeah. power bottom. Long may he reign after getting channel fireballed to death. Literally. So that's the story for another day. Anyway. Alright. So let's run it down, Rich. I'll let you run it down and because you've got some interesting points about Standard and well, rampaging like Frostodon. Interesting point, but you know. Well, yeah, but it brings <laughs> um, up other points as far as being our policy. So, in Standard, they uh, they finally uh, unbanned the lizard. Rampaging Frostodon has been unbanned in Standard. Um, in Modern, I know there's a lot of people that are super happy about the fall of uh, Ogakaris and Necropolis, uh, along with our uh, you know accessory to. Uh, Murders everywhere, faithless looting. Uh, and a lot of people yeah. who are, in my opinion, we're not going to go super into this, but my opinion, needlessly excited about the unbanning of Stoneforge Mystic. I think that it's a safe unban because it's unplayable. Um, it's pretty much unplayable outside of death and taxes. But so. anyway. the really important one is the fact that there are words next to vintage that aren't no changes. Um, yes, this is the first—the first time we've seen a, a change this big in a long time, though. Yes, a, a we, very, very big shakeup. Um, we have a restriction of Karn the Great Creator. Uh, we have a restriction of Mystic Forge. We have a restriction of Golgari Grave Troll, um, as well as a massive unrestriction 
uh, of fast bond. Um, I feel like you. I feel like you might have. You might have missed a card in there, one? Rich. I, I wonder. I wonder I, what that could have been. Was it a design mistake that maybe shouldn't have been allowed to be in the format for this long? It may have been the cause of Blue Mirror arms races everywhere fucking up the format. Oh, right. Uh, fucking mental misstep. <laughs> Fuck that card. Fuck it long. Fuck it hard. Mental misstep has been restricted. God bless the creator forever. May he reign. Yes. And, you know, I think one of the things that this really says about being our policy with, with vintage is that they listened, you know, they really mm-hmm. did. And Ian Duke alludes to it in what he said, uh, in the BNR announcement, um, there's been a huge outpouring about on Twitter, social media. Um, however it is that you get your Johnny's off online, uh, about Karn mystic forge Mi- mental misstep has been in the crosshairs from non blue players and blue players alike for many, many years. Um, and, you know, some of the ones that kind of I, really surprised me were Fast Bond being unrestricted and Golgari Grave Troll. So we got a little bit of a hostage exchange there, but they also were looking at Dredge's dominance, you know, since we have Hogak coming into the format and, and Force, of vigor, Force of Vigor. Force of Vigor. Negation. Yes. Like, they got a lot of new toys. While, while I was surprised to see uh, a good old kick in the knockers for uh, Dredge, I I don't think they were wrong necessarily. Um, I oh no, not at all. I mean, I think that given given the other restrictions, it makes sense to to hit dial Dredge back a, little, a little bit to dial yeah. Dredge back a little bit. If we're gonna take Misstep away, if we're gonna take away Mystic Forge and Karn, which really supercharged the shops list. For those of you that have not seen the shops list, please watch the NYSE coverage that I believe it's uh, Andy Brassman Probasco's uh, Twitch channel has all of the coverage. Um, if you really like watching turn one to turn two games and literal dice roll matches between the mirror, that is the tournament for you. The Academy made a fucking monster. Holy oh, God. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> that Mystic Forge deck was something else. Oh, I mean, it was it was absolute perfection given the metagame at the time. Sure, I mean, th- you know, although Joe Brennan metagame perfectly against it with Bug, that's that's just because it's Joe. Like the ma- the man's a storied veteran for a reason. Like that was yeah. insane. Yeah, and and the thing that I I really like about what Ian Duke was talking about is where they really wanted to look at the format as far as diversity. And the idea of the shop deck not being able to lock people out on turn two with either Time Vault, Voltaic Key, Manifold Key, or your favorite Karn. card there, Karn. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, we had such a huge shift in the metagame since SCG Con, which for those of you that don't know, Rich had one hell of a run at SCG Con. Um, we metagame. Still didn't. You, lo- you got... You got Kicked in the knackers out of top eight, but you we metagamed very very well for what we were expecting to see. Carnes in the board like fucking madmen. <laughs> yes, but this was also pre pre forge. So that is Rich, do you, do you want to talk a little bit about kind of where the metagame is at right? You know where it has evolved sure. since then and so, what you've noticed. Um, there is, uh, I I can't remember uh which one it was. Um, it, it might have actually been. 
uh, so many insane plays mentioned the fact that it was kind of a dead format, how uh, Modern Horizons was already legal online and how uh, it had already made a massive impact on the online vintage metagame while it wasn't legal in paper yet. Um, so with the uh, inclusion of Modern Horizons, we saw cards like Force of Negation, Force of Vigor, really uh, supercharge dredge. Um, and especially online, we saw a really big increase in the effectiveness of those dredge decks. Well, also, also they were running Hogak at the time, which yeah. gave them gave them a way to to really not have to worry about a dread return package, or just getting zombies. They could just recur Hogak, get more tokens, recast them again. Bizarre, and, bizarre, bizarre. Hey, look, Hogak beaten eight eight. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it wasn't on when uh, Patsy and I were playtesting a little bit and talking about it uh, afterwards. You know, it seemed like Hogak, you were capable of turn two, turn three consistency. If you had a really bad, like you had to mull down, you're looking at turn four, you've still got 20, 30 power on the board. But the graveyard hate being just absolutely nullified by uh, force, of, uh, force of Vigor. And then the fact that they had Force of Negation with Force of Will, with Mental Misstep in the deck... They can pitch Narc Amoeba to it, prized amalgam. Pitch drip is fucking gross. Yeah, the deck really, really got a huge upgrade uh, from that set. Now, shops at the time, we saw kind of two different varieties. There were still the Ravager shops, which Will McGran, you know, hailing Mishra daily, um, you know, was all hail. (laughs) You know, we we saw that that deck do well. Um, We saw the Brass City Vault deck come out which was kind of the pre-mystic forge version um which i know you had a great matchup against uh both of those decks i don't know so uh the it was one of those that it obviously with their turn two turn three lockout potential like it it was problematic once they started doing the uh the time fault uh out of the sideboard um but the uh going pretty much uh completely creatures in the main uh really did help with the uh consistency of the eldrazi deck and just being able to play to the board Um, Uh, for the we didn't mention rich um is a big fan of spaghetti um he is a pastafarian in vintage i am i'm more of a uh an adherent to the mud life uh, the, uh, the best color is no color. Um, but fuck blue and white, especially. Uh, <laughs> so with the, uh, release of M20 came this little number. And I remember the day it was spoiled because I posted a screenshot of it, uh, in D gen chat. And said, holy shit, this card's fucking bonkers. <laughs> I admittedly was was a naysayer and was like, this is bullshit. They're not going to play it. The aggro shops lists are just, they're so dialed in. Why do they need this? And then I oh said, boy. no, no, no. Oh boy. I spent three months at the beginning of this year uh, masquerading as a dirty, dirty modern player. And I played Affinity with Experimental Frenzy in it. So I read this card and went, 
that's Shop's experimental frenzy, and goddamn was it. Holy crap. Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the entirety of the NYSE coverage, and a huge shout-out to the coverage team, to uh, I believe that's a Nick Detweiler event. Um, I don't know Nick, so... Um, Huge event. It's been, you know, a stalwart in the format. It was uh, the years. last one of note. It was the last one of note, which is very sad to lose uh, another high-level vintage event. Um, but, but best of luck to Nick in his future endeavors. We wish him all the best and thanks for everything that he's done for the community. Yes, you know, and and it's a bummer that you and I we had really wanted to go and it just didn't work out with our schedules. So I hope I hope maybe in the future he decides to hold an event every couple of years or something. Um, but or that being said, vacuum, you know, there's space for someone else that's really wanted to uh, start organizing that hasn't had an opportunity to uh, maybe has some contacts or something to, you know, step up and put something together. Um, yeah, definitely. Well, so, the you know, back to NYSE watching the coverage, the the academies Karn Forge deck was just head and shoulders above anything else people were doing. There were some really cool decks that I got to see that day uh, on the coverage, but the thing that stood out to me was not only that the deck was good, but that it was so consistent. That, Frighteningly so. Yes, to the point where, you know, the metagame warped around it in the weeks following where we saw... Joe Brennan take the event down with a bug control list. So we saw that deck kind of hopping in and we saw a metagame that really started to polarize around those two archetypes. So it's, it's interesting to me that the BNR clearly addresses that that was a, an issue and something that they were noticing was, Hey, we've got a, a metagame that has just polarized. We've got the best deck in the format, obviously the Karn Forge deck and the deck that combats it, the bug control deck. Now, the thing that I find interesting is that the the bug decks running misstep got hit on misstep. We have two cards getting hit in the Mystic Forge Karn build with Karn and Forge. So, you know, my question to you is, do you think that that deck is dead or do you think that we're going to see a different evolution of this deck, maybe based around something like dark depths or, you know, like something of that nature. That's a little more combo centric, but that's still a shops deck. Um, I don't know. So I think where you go from here, uh, from the shops perspective, uh, first of all, Karn, uh, you're really priced into four based on the, uh, activated abilities on it so i think we probably i don't know that we've seen the last of karn i'm the the static ability being a one-sided null rod is too powerful of an ability to outright ignore but i think we'll see that card mostly fall from lists um and so something that i i've wondered is does it show up in po because a lot of those lists are cutting Time Vault in the main deck. Do you run the Time Vault in the sideboard? You're running one key in the main deck. It's an interesting thought because, uh, you know, ha- devoting all those sideboard slots. Well, you can bounce all your permanents with PO now With if you put out Lattice. Bounce True. artifacts. 
So it, it brings up this interesting idea. I'm, I'm not sure if you saw any of the Asia, Asia Vintage Championship uh, lists, but there was a car. Admittedly, I'm a, I'm a bad magic player this month. We're all bad magic players. That's why we're called hacks. <laughs> Joke's on you. I'm a bad magic player every week. <laughs> so anyway, they there was a PO list that was running for Karn. So I'm, I'm wondering if maybe that's where the home for that card is. Perhaps. I, I wouldn't. I won't say no outright. Um, I think there's space for it. Uh, I think you'll see a one of Mystic Forge in aggro shops because... It's a hell of a card, and if you happen to hit it, you know, it it supercharges you. Like, it, it's such a great card. I, I think um, it might be a card that you cut in sideboard games, depending on what you want to do. But I think it's, it even as a one-of, it still warrants uh, inclusion. Well, Joe Dwyer and I were talking about this. Um, for those of you who don't know who Joe is, he writes the uh, Vintage 101 for MTG Goldfish. Um, we met him at SCGCon, uh, had some great chats with him, had a meal with him one night. Had the, the worst service at a sushi restaurant ever, <laughs> but that that's a story for another time. I don't think we ever need to talk about the sushi story. Spoiler, it was not it was not our waitress's fault. No. <laughs> Anyways. Um so he was chatting with me about the fact that if Karn gets the ban, then the tiny robots version of shops that we agro shops that we see today um is still capable of turn two, turn three kills with four forge. So it it really it's kind of one of those like hitting that card based on even that like hey we, we hit karn but this deck is still killing turn two turn three by just being able to spit out artifacts spit out creatures at a very high rate i think it just erases the like middle of the year of the metagame like yeah you you lose karn you lose mystic forge so i think shops decks largely go back to the aggro ravager shops builds that we saw previously. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think we see Ravager Shops back. We're going to see a one of Forge, so maybe they're cutting um, one of the... Um, There's a couple flex slots. Yeah, Foundry Inspector. Mm, I think you still play four of those. Do you? All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to default to you. You are the, the Mud Mage incarnate. You go... Turn one foundry inspector, turn two, lay your dick on the table. Like it's I mean, that's an angry inch, my friend, that you put on the table, but I've seen you do it. I didn't realize we were talking about Crystal Brand. Oh, no, that's the centimeter. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, so let's let's hop into my one of my favorite magic cards of all time. Metal Mystic. Uh, Oh, God, I'm going to punch you in the fucking face. <laughs> if I could punch you in the face via Skype, I would. I, I'm going to let you unpack Misstep just a little bit and the elephant talk about the what, it, what it's done to the metagame and where people can read more about this because we don't want to focus just on Misstep today because we've got a lot of things to cover. Sure. So Metal Misstep had one target that was live in uh, the shop's matchup which is why shops beat the shit out of blue, big blue constantly. 
Um, you mean four odds that are dead in game one are a bad thing? It, it just, it was a dead card. That was always <laughs> in a four of game one. You know, I hear um, four pyroblast is not great against shops in game one. Either. You know, I, <clears throat> it could be. <laughs> I, I hear such things are true. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's kind of that way. To Misstep's credit, at least it can hit Sol Ring. Um, but anyway, if you really want to know how we feel about uh, Mental Misstep, uh, Sean O'Brien wrote an article for uh, Eternal Central like two years ago or something uh, about why the Mental Misstep play pattern uh, is detrimental to Vintage as a whole. And that, that basically just accompanies encompasses everything we were going to say here anyway so go read that shit because it's a great right uh and it's been we've been in a misstep versus sphere world for years and it's you know it's been miserable well miserable for me (laughs) (laughs) and not to blow ned leads or anything but you know it's it's a good article and y'all should go look at it and he has a school of Magic named after him, and he doesn't cheat at old school. So uh, go read that shit and uh, fuck Brian Wiseman. Yeah, that was some pretty smarmy shit. That, that's for when we actually talk about old school in a cast. Today today we're focusing yeah. <laughs> mostly on vintage. We'll, we'll get, get to old school. Um, so Golgari Grave Troll. Hate to see it go, but I understand. So we've got a card that is getting unbanned. One of my favorite cards ever printed, Fast Bond. It's pretty good. It's one. pretty good. So um, I love playing with this card in old school as a multiple. Um, I've been obviously limited by the BNR and Vintage to only one. Um, at SCG Con, I played a lands build uh, based around Fast Bond exploration. You know. Spoiler alert, it did not go well. Uh, the wheels came off the bus against the uh, the mental misstep decks. Um, I literally, my only losses outside of Wilma Grand were to mental misstep as a card. Which is paradoxically, or not paradoxically. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Fucking figure it out, uh, bud. <laughs> you Give your out. balls a tug, you uh, fucker. <laughs> um... No, uh... Ironically? No, 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 no. We're not not, uh, Alanis Morissette, coincidentally. That's what I was looking for. Uh, (laughs) And isn't it ironic? (laughs) Don't you think? Proceeds to list things that are coincidental. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Back to the topic. Um, You know, the fact that you... uh, Most of your losses were at a mental misstep as a card. Uh, Coincidentally, that is why uh, I did really, really well. Because I played against Blue a lot. And you know what card's really bad against Eldrazi? Mental oh, misstep. yeah. Thought Not Seer <laughs> against Mental Misstep decks. I, on more than one occasion, watched you take pretty much your opponent's only threat out of their hand when you resolved it. But I know for me, it was I, I had some good matchups that day. I had some bad ones. I had a good day overall. I, I had a lot of fun. Um, but... It was frustrating. That's what matters when you're playing Paper Vintage yeah. anyway. Like, it's it's a feeling unlike anything yeah. else. Yeah. I mean, Paper Vintage is the best. So, but it was, it was um, when we were out that night for dinner, hanging out with, uh, I think we were hanging out with the Tusks that night when we went to dinner, right? Uh, which night? Was that after, when we went? Yeah, after, after vintage? vintage. I 
think that's the night that we went to that bar and the waitress had on you? No, the, I'm talking about the night that we had the private room. Oh, Hit. yeah, yeah. It, it was that night. That that waiter did yeah, not. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he might have. I, I think he was more interested in Josh, but anyway. <laughs> I was. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, who yeah. was it? Anyway. Um, but yeah, so it was it was very frustrating as someone who likes to brew in multiple formats. I mean, you can probably back me up here. I brew in every format that I play in. I very rarely play stock yep. lists. I very rarely play anything that people have seen. Um, I very rarely look at a list that you send me on the first pass and go, yeah, that looks fine. Uh, yeah, they're mostly dog shit, and then it, I have to go but from there. That's that's how brewing yeah. works. We we throw a list together and uh, go. Oh wait, what is that? <laughs> oh, I forgot Chaos Orb in old school. That's a great idea. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that's fine. Just run it back. Sixty-one yeah. cards. <laughs> but um, it's old school. Just buy another yeah, drink. Exactly. But fast bond has definitely been something that, especially over like the last year and a half, you've probably seen me brew a lot around that card. And I find it I find it interesting that they finally unban it. We've We've restricted, or not unban it, sorry, unrestrict. I know someone's going to just want to kick me straight in the knackers for that. Um, we've unrestricted. Actually, it was restricted, but anyway. Um, it's unrestricted. Uh, gush is restricted again, so obviously we don't have the Gush fast bond engine. That, that Jesus Christ. Um, we don't have to deal with that problem. Um, you know, so you don't have to, you don't have to read a whole book about gush and fast bond to realize that this isn't going to be a problem in vintage, but it opens up that lands is actually a playable archetype, you know, probably for the first time in vintage. Um, you can argue that, Oh, well we had exploration. We had one, but as someone who has played vintage lands before, um, yeah, it's unplayable with misstep in the format because all of your enchantments that matter are misstep targets. If you're running Vampiric Tutor or Imperial Seal to try to combo out, it's a mental misstep target. It, it's miserable to lose to misstep in that way. So I, I'm personally am very happy to see Fast Bond come out. Um, you and I have been talking about really janky brews about going infinite with Bizarre of Baghdad. Uh, uh, Oh god, what's the name of that card? It's the one from Ice Age. Zeranorb? Yeah, thank you. Dude, whatever. It's been a long day. I'm on my fourth. It costs year, zero. It's bad. It's an artifact. I know it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ask the mud mage. Got it. Um Got it. Nailed it. But uh having that paired with uh Crucible of Worlds, Life from the Loam, to just try to like churn through your deck as much as you can in a turn to find Dark Depths Thespian Stage combo, and it's just I, I am really excited to see what what comes out of this, and even what if if we see like Jund lists come out of this, you know, if it makes Jund a playable archetype, you know, running something like uh, Punishing Fi a Punishing Fire Grove of the Worm Burn Willows package to control, uh, you know, creature based decks like Shops. Meanwhile, did you know that Thalia is another Thorn of Amethyst? I did know that, but did you know that Thoughtseize is playable in Vintage again? Which means that Jund Thoughtseize is now playable. Thoughtseize was always playable for me. It came stapled to a 4-4. Four -four. Yes, yes. <laughs> We're aware, we are aware that you really love Thought Not Seer, and that if you ever saw one, you'd want to, you'd want one of those like little weeb pillows with a Thought Not Seer on it. We get it. So, anyway. I have a really funny story <laughs> in, in, involving a waifu pillow. <laughs> <laughs> they actually have names for 
for clarity, it is not mine. Um, <laughs> nor nor did I have anything to do with it. Uh, yeah, no. Okay, are you, are you fam- uh, let's just leave that nugget behind. <laughs> <Are> you- <clears throat> you're, you're familiar with the whole waifu pillow thing, right? No. no. I, what is a waifu pillow? So... This sounds like a, something that Crystal Brand would own. This is for, first of all, Crystal Brand can tell you all about this because if Crystal <laughs> Brand did not know what these were, I'd be fucking shocked. So first of all, this is some weeb shit, and if, if you don't know what a weeb is, Google it, kids. Google it. Okay, so waifu, waifu, like W A I F U. Yeah. <laughs> waifu pillow. Are these things that people can find on Amazon? I would be shocked if you can't find them. Well, actually, I don't know if they do. They sell like adult entertainment things on Amazon. I've never looked on there. I am neither going to confirm nor deny that they will sell those things to you on Amazon. So, yes, they do. Good. Um, <laughs> a, a waifu pillow is a body pillow. I really hope my wife isn't listening to this. A... <laughs> A pillowcase on it, or I guess the lining of it. I I don't know. I and frankly, I don't care. Um, but it has a picture of an anime person. Uh, typically, in this case, we're talking about lonely thirty-year-old men. So uh, usually, a, a scantily clad, usually kind of young-looking uh, anime woman. Um, in some cases, one side has them uh, scantily clad, on the other side has them really scantily clad. Um, and sometimes people just carry these things around. If people did things to these, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, Are the pillowcases waterproof? The only one that I have ever seen in real life is not. Are they nonstick? <laughs> All right, Machine anyway, washable. Let's, let's just... <laughs> So back to Fastbond and the fact that lands now becomes playable. What what whoa, other kind whoa, of decks do you whoa, see? Like, buddy. whoa, whoa, you don't think Fastbond's I did playable? Not say that I thought Fastbond wasn't playable. You said, and I quote, "Lands is now playable," which has yet to be seen. You've heard it here first. I'm calling my shot. I will go above fifty percent with lands at EW. All right, that's. You heard it here first, folks. I'm not going to tell him he's wrong. I just, <laughs> I'm I'm more of a wait and see person, so I I'm not going to say one way or the other. I'm just going to sit and watch. I I unfortunately can't make EW this year, so uh, I'll be sidelined. But we'll uh, we'll see what happens. So, um, some of the brew. What are some of the brews that you've seen that Fastbond could boost? Anything? I mean, we always know Matt Murray is like. Pushing the envelope on what's playable. The guy's played like junk. He's played junk. He's, a he's played, and and he's I a madman. I do too. We've never met. I wonder, so it's kind of creepy for me to say that I love somebody. But you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I think Josh said that to the waiter that night at the uh, the bar at a uh, SCG con. Was Josh there? Yeah, he showed up with his friend. Didn't he stay with us? Am I imagining that? You might be. No, it was Hobbs. <laughs> They, they, like, look the same. They don't have beards. The rest of us have beards. Hobbs wears glasses. I mean, neither one of them has a beard, so they look like children. Okay, so what are what are some of the things you're excited to see come out of Fastbond being unrestricted, Misstep being restricted? So, in the Brave New World, I think 
um, we're going to see a bevy of maybe not playable uh, cards in the long run, but we're going to see people at least experimenting with things that we haven't seen in the format in a really long time. Uh, things like just throwing thought seizes in. Uh, maybe a veteran explorer pile. Um, you uh, you know that uh, good old Zach Wilson's good for uh, throwing down with a green 1-1 one, one for one. Um, and playing pernicious deed. God, God I bless love that, him. man. Long, rain, or long may siege rhino rain. Indeed, indeed. Well, so... Goblin Welder. God bless Goblin Welder. Fucking Ooh, love that card. That card is great. So maybe we see like a painter pile, like a Grixis painter. I wouldn't mind that. Or, coming or like red, white, or mono red. I'd be okay with that. Something like the... Yeah. Uh, what was it? There, there was a legacy pile uh, that was people were playing in uh, in leagues. That was a total meme, but it was like uh, uh, Dreddy Scrap Savant and Goblin Welder. I love and, that card. Uh, they were they were playing a like reanimator artifact creature package with Sundering Titans and Worm Coil engines. And uh, is this using the new Goblin Engineer to basically entomb so your this artifact? This was uh, this was before. Uh, Goblin Engineer was printed, and there is a CMC restriction on Goblin Engineer, sir. I don't know shitty magic cards the same way you do. You know, like, all of them. I know red cards. <laughs> of 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 the colors of magic, I find red the least uh, offensive. Red and black. As someone who played PO at EW last year, I have zero shame playing anything. I think, uh, I think Bug probably sticks around. I think as long as uh, there's, you know, Abrupt Decay answers really important things, um, and Demonic and Vampiric Tutors are still broken magic cards, um, but they're broken in the fun way. As long as Blue continues to have uh, tools for everything, I think the uh, I think the bug pile lives on. Uh, it continues to have a good shops matchup. Do you think that Oof still is? As, you know, as much of a card in the metagame um, as it has been in the bug decks? Or do you see them going more towards like a Dark Confidant type build? Um, you know, or maybe even going so like... Bob is uh, interesting. Um, and I think to play Bob, you're living dangerously because you're going... Uh, you're you're playing Bob in your Force of Will deck. Greatness at any cost. <laughs> is that your mental misstep? No, it's an art card from uh, Modern Horizons. Greatness at any cost. The Jund Mages just got a heart on. So, uh, do you see Bob showing back up in the format I... as something that maybe decks that aren't running blue can maybe can run to to compete? I think um, the because obviously blue has the best card advantage. We have all the toys, right? But do you think that Bob? becomes a little bit more playable in a shell with like oof i think we're going to see potential for a vintage metagame that's far more open than we've seen in years uh so admittedly i've only played vintage for since 2014 so I've been playing for about five years, and it's just been misstep versus sphere, and there's been this polarity in the format. Uh, just just off of research and 
um, lo- looking at what people played across the years, uh, what did well, what people have talked about, what cards were printed when. But I think that there's a lot more room in the format than there has been easily within the last five years. Oh, abs- absolutely. I mean, I think that misstep was not near as much of a thing. It started to become an arms race. We saw cons of Tarkir with things like Treasure Cruise, Dig Through Time. The format was, I, you know, I won't say bad. It was not as healthy as maybe as it could have been. We had a lot, lot more broken things going on. And I feel like that Wizards got, got it right with this one. The DCI, Ian Duke, they really got it right with the restrictions, the, unrestri- the unrestriction of Fast Bond. And I, I'm really excited to see where the metagame starts to shift to, what decks like Dredge look like, what Shops looks like, what the blue decks are doing. Um, because I think that without Misstep, I do think that Force of Negation kind of replaces that in a way. Sort of. Um, I think I think they're going to probably run Spell Pierce and two Force of Negation. I think it opens up the ability to explore more with deck lists. Um, because they're not having to pay attention to the misstep arms race anymore. It it not only means that they don't have to expect, they don't need their own missteps to uh, counter missteps, but it means that since they don't have to worry about mental misstep, uh, there's this bevy of one-cost spells that everyone just dismissed previously because oh, it's just going to get misstepped. The, the impact of that one restriction is probably far and away the the biggest impact to the format out of the changes that were made, at least in my opinion. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where this format goes from here because it, it's, I, I said it several times uh, yesterday with the BNR announcement, it's a brave new world. I mean, I just was rock hard all day long when I saw that misstep was restricted and they unrestricted. The witch is fucking dead, man. Like, yeah. Ding dong. The witch is dead. Let the joyous news be spread. The wicked old witch at last is dead.